This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. Yes, my children, everything you've heard is indeed true. It's another edition of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast. My name is Big Bad Boris, and I'm joined not by a spaceman, but by the son of Kosovo himself, Mr. Bayrak Garani. Mr. Garani, what's going on, man? Not just the son of Kosovo, Boris. I am the European sensation, sweeter than a Turkish delight, and the son of Kosovo, Berat Garone. <laughs> that, that, you know what? I couldn't do that justice in a million years. Uh, not much, man. No, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm very, very well. On a side note, Turkish delight is fucking delicious. Yes, it is. I'm glad you know what it is. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people think it's like the worst chocolate bar, but I could get down with a Turkish delight for sure. 100%. All right. Now, you have, uh, from what I understand, and I don't know too much about it, but I'm eager to learn more. You have a very interesting story, do you not? Somewhat. I'll let you be the judge of that, I guess. <laughs> so, so you were born in Kosovo, correct? I was, yes. So, so where does a kid from Kosovo end up as a professional wrestler? I know that's a very, very, very broad <laughs> question, but kind of, kind of tell me a little bit about the steps of how you got from Kosovo, which I don't exactly think of, of as a wrestling hotbed and pardon my ignorance. I don't know much about Kosovo at all. And I apologize for that, but how, how do you get from, from, from point A to point B? Well, I didn't come here willingly. So I like, a, I came here in May of 99 we moved here during the war and everything so we had so, to just get so how, how old that would that have made you i was six and i turned uh in like a month i turned seven so seven years old i guess okay so i had never seen anything about wrestling and we came here we spent some time in the refugee camp and they got spread all across canada so to speak and when we moved to we got put in grand prairie and when we moved there my parents had to go to college because to learn the language. Okay. And like one of the first stores my dad took me was like a gaming and uh, collectibles store, kind of, so to speak. It's called Toys Up in Grand Prairie. And okay. he just looked at me, my brother, and said, pick something out. And not knowing what we're picking, we picked uh, a rock VHS and a Stone Cold VHS. That's fantastic. Like my first introduction to wrestling. So if I can cut you off for one second, how did you end up in Canada? Why Canada? Because my mom told me a story. Uh, my mom was born in Germany. Uh, and I don't know if this is a true story or if she was just pulling my leg. But she told me that when they were emigrating and leaving Germany, the uh, reason they came to Canada is because it was the shortest line. It, no, Canada's way too far for us. Um, we came here, like I said, unwillingly. We were in a refugee camp in Macedonia. No, like the shortest line of the and airport buses. is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, like we, we, there was buses coming and there was like buses to Italy, the States, Canada, Germany, anywhere just to get people out of there to safety. And if I remember correctly, I think most, if not like all of my family, like my dad's family, sisters and brothers and parents got sent to Italy. Okay. And we were the only ones that there was no room on the bus. And oh, then wow. we got put in a different one and it ended up being to Canada. <laughs> Interesting. So, so tell me about the war in Kosovo. And again, I plead ignorance and I apologize, but exactly what was going on and what's it like there now? And have you been back? I, yeah, I go back quite frequently. Uh, the war started, it was just like, they called it a civil war, so to speak. It 
it was just us wanting our freedom and trying to be separated. Uh, it got ugly really quick. We weren't, it wasn't much of a war as it was a one-sided beating. So this week we had no chance. We had no weapons, no army, no nothing, right? If it wasn't for uh, the U.S. coming in, we probably, I probably wouldn't be here, so to speak. Oh, wow. And uh, one of the second time, first time I went back there alone was in 2009. And I thought I was stuck there. Oh, how- there was an RPG bombing at the border oh, and cool. everything. I thought it was starting over again. I was like, why did I come? <laughs> it wow. was kind of, it was one of those sketchy things. And I was glad to be able to come back, so to speak. I, It's different. It's uh, slowly developing, but it's definitely war torn and the economy is still a little lacking. Okay. But it's slowly starting to catch up. So is what's happening now in Ukraine, is, it, is there any kind of similarity between that and Kosovo? Uh, 100%. Okay. <laughs> a bigger country just trying to not give you your freedom and they're just going to come in and take take you out so to speak well that's that's really shitty that's really terrible well let's let's move on to, to good things and happy things so so you go you get the rock and the stone cold vhs which one did you pick i'm gonna I'm guess rock. i was gonna say really? i guess you picked the rock one right 100 I, I don't know yet you've known me for a few years now and i talk quite a bit which is completely the opposite of when i was a kid okay i was a shy quiet kid who couldn't talk and like hearing the rock cut those promos in third person just like blew my mind. And it's like what I wanted to be that confidence kind of thing. So it kind of was like inside of me without even me knowing it. And maybe that's why I was attracted to it. Did that help you learn the language and stuff? Cause that's something I talked to. Uh, I don't know if you know, Phoenix Taylor, uh, a PWA original who wrestled for PWA many years ago. And he moved here from Russia many years ago. And he would always talk to me about how he learned uh, um, English by watching sitcoms and stuff like that. So did that uh, th- those wrestling tapes kind of help you you learn the language and kind of understand mean, I, I'm it? I'm sure it helped me learn like the inappropriate stuff, like, <laughs> the and everything. But like the fun, the good thing about wrestling is I didn't need to understand everything that was being said on commentary because uh, it was happening in the ring. But at the same time, what I was seeing and then putting what was happening and the words that were being said probably helped me link them together. And yeah, that's what uh, Andy Anderson and I talked about this. And I think I mentioned it before on the podcast that uh, I asked him, you know, when you go to Japan and you don't speak the language, how do you put a match together? And he's like, wrestling is a universal language and we all speak it. 100%. <laughs> so fast forward to, to when did you decide that this was something that you wanted to try and do? Um, not until le- a lot later. I was always like a closet fan, so to speak. A couple of people knew I was a fan when I was like kids would wrestle outside with trampolines and all that stuff. But I did not know there was independent wrestling in Edmonton or anywhere near me. I thought these guys were movie stars and only like a select chosen few get a chance to even do this. Right. Okay. So like when people debuted, I didn't know they were debuting from an indie. <laughs> so there was like nothing that I was like, oh, there's a possibility. Maybe I can try this. I was like growing up, I was more after basketball. Yeah, I was going to ask then, you about that. You talk about basketball quite a bit. Uh, uh, where was that? Is that? That's kind of big over in Europe, a lot of European countries, basketball, but uh, bigger than we think, right? Bigger, yeah, for the most. But from Kosovo, it's mostly soccer over there, which I, I don't know. It's not for me. <laughs> I like watching it. I'm too good at it. But I did grow up playing like hoops and everything up until right after high school. I kept getting hurt. Like, so does that take? couple steps forward way more back back okay forward and back and i was getting older and i was like there's really not a chance here and then i just the internet being the internet 
happened to stumble upon Lance Storm School and it being in Calgary, but never doing this, I wasn't 100% sure if I should go there. And like, what if I don't like it? it was, it's pricey, right? So yeah. I was like, I like watching it, but what if I can't handle it? What if it's not for me? And then out of the blue, I went out to the bar for a buddy's birthday and he invited an old high, uh, high school friend who ended up being the nephew of text Gaines. The nephew of Tex Gaines. That's a gimmick right yeah. there. So the cousin of Colton Kelly. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's it called? So he tells me that he's got an uncle who's actually bringing like a comic book shop here and he's moving for Edmonton and he's got this independent wrestling company there and he's bringing his ring. And I just scooted everybody over and I just talked to that guy all day. Nice. Like the very next day, I went straight to his comic book shop and I talked to Tex for like two to three hours nonstop. First time I've ever met him. And I was hooked. I was like, I'm going to try with him. He ended up bringing his ring. I went there. And from day one, I was hooked. I was like, this is what I want to do. And this was in 2015. Okay. So a bit of training. He ends up putting a couple of shows on. I end up refing for them. That's where I met most of the PWA guys. Mm-hmm. Uh he ended up some unfortunate events happened that he had to move back to Edmonton. So the school just shuts down out of nowhere. At this point, I have my own uh, delivery business. I have a wife. I end up having a kid in 2016. So life's really coming at me. So it's, do I really want to stop everything and take a risk at this thing that I'm still obsessed with now that I've got a taste of? Mm-hmm. And in uh, late 2017, I decided to finally say, let's go for it. And I messaged Lance, and then I got in for the mm, spring in May class of 2018. Who were some of, like, like when right when you were starting to train, who were some of the big influences and, and guys that you watched on TV and even maybe locally that uh, you kind of wanted to take things from and really enjoyed watching? Uh, on TV, I was just a WB guy. Like, I didn't know too much. I watched off WCW because it was on there, but I didn't know about Ring of Honor and all those impact I knew about, sorry. Uh, but I didn't know about Ring of Honor, New Japan, and all these independent promotions in Edmonton, even mm-hmm. up until 2015. So, like, uh, Rock was obviously my first uh, wrestling person that I liked and everything. Uh, Randy Orton's my all time favorite that I like watching. I am actually looking at a poster right now that I have a bunch of my favorite wrestlers that a buddy of mine made. That's cool. Uh, Edge is up there, Triple H, the Hardys, Kane. I don't know, like the Shield. I like it later on, but do you uh, do you still you have that Rock VHS tape? That's a good question. It's probably <laughs> my parents, like underneath the stairs kind of thing or in the okay. garage someone put away. I'll actually have to look for this. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So, who was in your your Lance Storm class? uh right in the alberta area me and zoe were there oh zoe sager she's okay she's all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's actually really improved dude i'm actually really happy for her oh she's um, fantastic absolutely she can't know i'm being nice to her though no no we don't say <laughs> these things to her face there's uh carson who's still wrestling a couple of these guys actually wrestled for rcw before they left Okay. Um, no one else has really wrestled with Alberta. We had one do the gauntlet match for us. His name was Aaron Jake. Okay. Uh, there's a guy named Cole. He's over out in Nova Scotia, still wrestling. And a couple others. I I think some of oh, Katie was there too with us. Okay. But she's no longer wrestling. 
Uh, other than that, there's just some guys in the U.S. I don't think they continue doing it. Okay, cool. I'm going to ask you a little bit about your training and what you thought about your training, but we're going to throw to your first song. Uh, now, I've, I, I don't censor the music. I did it once to MRB because he picked a band that I hate. And then I swore, and I swore that I would never do it again, and I'm sticking to it. You picked like weird out, not 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 out there songs, but just very contrasting songs. We're gonna go to your first track right now. It is uh, a song called "The Return" by Machine Gun Kelly. Tell me about the song and why you picked it. Uh, so just talking about how it, when I was growing up, it talks about how he's been bullied and everything. That's what I went through growing up as a person with a different name, but Muslim background. Um, talks about making his return, about injuries, his passion for music, which is me for wrestling. So everything he does, talks about in the song is what he went through to succeed in music, which is what I'm willing to do here. And I've had a couple of injury setbacks already. Uh, he talks about like just trying to have a better relationship with his dad and like prove him. And that I have an old school father who I'm just trying to make proud of everything okay. I do kind of thing. So it's a really like emotional. So I like sad music for some reason. So this music kind of like I can relate to quite a bit and it's a really touchy song i guess for me that's awesome that's what this podcast is all about i like to hear the like the reasons I do, I agree. yeah the reasons why because you know every, everybody likes music to an extent some more than others but i like to hear the songs people pick and why so we're going to go to that this is a track this is the return this is machine gun kelly on the punk and pod drivers podcast have you ever walked in the shoes of a giant Or had to fill the position of a boss Before you were even the client It's no wonder growing up under the roof of a tyrant That I would be the poster boy for defiance Now I'm the voice of the silence Stop being quiet I've seen 20 years worth of violence I'm tired It's a burden for me to open my eyelids Not an undercover cop But it's safe to say that I'm wired I can't even get a grip on my life of pliers I'm fucked up in that head Close my eyes cause I see demons round my bed So depressed open I'm up hoping I'm dead Thought the fame would make it better but it only fucked me over Never used to touch a bottle Now I'm hardly ever sober People wanna be my friend But where the fuck were y'all when I was 10? 11 and 12 getting bullied and beat up in the gym I couldn't never get a girl Now all of a sudden I'm the man Students try to get back cool with me again Fuck them all Because guess where they gon' be when my records stop playing Gone with the wind off in the record shop Saying that Kells fell off I knew it would happen Stop hating cause a month ago You was all over my jock Saying that I'm that motherfucker but now I'm whack, motherfucker Opinions change, but you cannot change facts, motherfucker If you want bullet points, then call me a get, motherfucker I'll lay my whole life out like a mat, motherfucker Man, I've experienced some things that will stop you from meeting My schizophrenic cousin tried to end my life while I'm sleeping My bummy uncle wanna call, now that he sees me succeeding My mama left me for a teacher, lost my dad to the preaching Half my friends are buried six feet, all the rest in the precinct Literally watched my grandmother die from diabetes I guess my prayers were answered when my aunt got cancer and beat it. No, I wanna get her out of job. Give her the garden of Eden. I did a lot of bad shit. God got even, but for the price I had to pay, I wish I'd stop breathing. My girl sat in the bathtub, eight hours bleeding. Hearing the doctor tell us our child's heart stopped beating. Fuck a million. I wouldn't take a dollar for a life, but I will do what's in my heart and trade this dollar for a mic. I wrote the song in hopes that it could help someone get through the night with no intentions of getting paid. I'm just doing what is right. I do it for the fans. Know the real fans who stuck with me through the storm, cause they understand that there's a genuine pain behind the words I'm saying. And they embrace me, so I thank y'all for staying Ain't it crazy that passion is my Achilles heel Either that or keeping it way too real But they don't know how it feels To feed off the energy of a crowd Step on stage and they get loud And dad, I'ma make you proud I know we don't speak right now But I think turning 
right now I love you And you may not see right now But I'm begging for forgiveness I'm on my knees right now You saw your son as a dropout Stuck around when I ran Saw your son as a feather Now see your son as a man See your son be a father To a beautiful child Or just see your son Dad, see me smile Who would have thought What started at the bottom Would someday grow From three people in the crowd Unpaid shows Six people in the room One meal a day Another opening act When no one knows my name Saw the demos that I passed out Laying on the ground Saw the rappers I befriended Copying my style Saw opportunities pass While these fakes got rich Now I can't stop speeding Like my brakes ain't shit For six months I went through hell and back Right at the height of my success All of a sudden Doctor said I couldn't rap I had a pile up on my vocal cords Left with a choice Stop now or possibly lose my voice But I woke up every morning And recorded till my throat swole shut Cough blood up the every show Because it hurt that much I went weeks without even saying the word to myself No health insurance, so got the bills piled on the shelf But for my daughter and my fam And every single fan I pushed through it, now I'm back for y'all again As for my competition, it's the beginning of the end But right now, this is my return, amen Kel And they say they know me that is Machine Gun Kelly on the Punk and Potters podcast. I'm joined by Bayrat Gorani, the son of Kosovo. When you started training, um, did, did any of your basketball background kind of help maybe with footwork and things like that? Because a lot of people don't really understand a lot of the footwork that goes into wrestling and where your feet need to be and things like that. Um, side shuffling kind of help. But in basketball, like when you're playing defense, I kind of get low and try moving as fast as I can. And in wrestling, I'm tall. I was, I've been kept getting told the opposite. Be big. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, so, some, like, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, continue. Uh, I was just going to say, like, the jumping and the athleticism has helped. But, like, other than that, I don't really – not too much of a crossover, so to speak. Okay. Uh, was there anything in your training that really, really surprised you and you thought, oh, this isn't, like, what I thought it was going to be or this hurts more than I thought or this hurts less than I thought? Um, the ropes, they will, they'll make you black and blue. Yeah. A lot understand. of people don't really understand that until you run them. And then it's like, oh, damn. Cause like the wrestling, I knew taking a bump was going to hurt, but it, the way we hit the ropes and come back with momentum, it didn't seem like that's going to hurt. <clears throat> and my first time hitting ropes, I was black and blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is not fun. <laughs> Was there ever any any thought of, of quitting or giving up, or were you there? You were good to go. No, my first day was uh, with like Tex and Bill Yates, so I, I knew Tex, and they tried getting. They gave me the old beat 'em up thing, and the old at school, the very yeah. end, of, end of that introduction class, a buddy asked how a chop feels. Can we get chops? Oh lord, <laughs> there's always Bill one Yates fucking said. dummy who wants. To he do asked, and I got the worst end of it. <laughs> So they get to me and Billy Gates chops me in Texas sitting next to the ring again. And he chops me and he's like, again. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong? And it's just like, until you stop flinching, he's not going to stop chopping you. And he just kept chopping me and my body's not used to this stuff. So I kept flinching kind of. Yeah. I've done like lit up. Yeah. I've done the very, 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 very minimal of training. I did a long time ago, just like very, very minimal. And it's just teaching your body to do everything that you've done to protect yourself for your whole life, to teach your body, to not do that. It's really hard. 
hundred percent, like falling without wanting to protect yourself, but protecting yourself <laughs> made no sense at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Or let, let somebody punch you in the face or kick you or what have you, you know? Yeah. And then just react. <laughs> yeah. So how long before, from training to first match? Uh, it's a three months course. And two weeks before finishing, I had my first match with PWA at the raceway. All right. I love talking about first matches because it either goes so well or it's a massive train wreck. Uh, so your first match was at, was at the racetrack. Okay, that's cool. Uh, who'd you work? It better. It goes for the PWA Heavyweight Championship. Oh, my I God. You got the title Shabazz. match? Against who, sorry? <laughs> Sheik Shabazz. Oh, that bastard. When he beat... When he beat uh, Jay Lethal after that cash in, it was kind of oh, right after that. That's guy. right. Okay. So, so how was it outside? Is kind of interesting to have your first match outside. It was outside. So I showed up with no gear because I've just been training. <laughs> oh, well, rule number one always bring your gear, you know? I didn't have any days. So I showed up with basketball <laughs> shorts and Kurt's like, no, you're not wrestling in those. So luckily I had brought these space uh, design like leggings slash like under suit so like tights i guess yeah and uh they're like you're wrestling in that and i was like no way you pretty much see everything like you're wrestling in that like, <laughs> so i just go out there and i had picked the name barry grayson and in the middle of the match cheeky is like what are you some kind of spaceman and i had never even thought about using that name and uh the crowd started chanting spaceman there you and, go and like so early on it kind of sat in i was like at one point i might go to this but overall match, she actually carried me to a pretty good match. There was one spot where he's on the outside, and I give the most devastating kick you've ever seen where I don't even touch him. <laughs> <laughs> I got rigged on by the class when I shared it. But oh, yeah. You know, else good. So Sheik carried you to a good match. There's a first. I was about to say, there's a first and last right there. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, so obviously you did not go over. Because you are not a former PWA champion, the space the the space tattoo that you had was that before or after? Uh before. Okay, so what? Where? Explain to me where the space tattoo came from. Is that always something you've been kind of interested in? Or? Yeah, I've always been intrigued by space. When I was younger, I kind of wanted to do like the whole scientific stuff until I found out how smart you had to be. <laughs> <laughs> like this day for me, well, I'm just intrigued with what's out there, and like there has to be something more, and like. In particular, with my actual like tattoo, it, it's chosen. Uh, my brother has picked a planet on there. My sister has picked oh, something. Oh, that's like, so cool! So it's kind of like personalized. That's and, uh, awesome. Yeah. So you said, unique. sorry, I feel like I keep cutting you off a lot, but I think it might just be the lag in our connection. You said you've got uh, like a really kind of old school father. How does did he and your family react to uh, to your wrestling? My, my dad asked, "Can you make money?" <laughs> and you said no. Like, not at first. He's like, oh, you're gonna keep working. <laughs> my dad's always been like a hard worker. He's worked two jobs for as long as I can remember, kind of thing. Okay. He's always stressed, go to work, just work, kind of thing. You had to work to be successful. Yeah. And uh seeing this, I don't know. He's never said I'm proud. <laughs> like he's not that type of person to show that type of emotion, but like I have gotten a hug here or there, which I feel like, hey, I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> You'll take it. Has he I, come I, I, to any shows? He came to one. Uh, you might remember the incident. It was a Calgary show, the one where I did the flip to the outside and hit my leg on the railing. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was his first experience and his last. <laughs> and how did Dad feel about that? Uh, he, he didn't really care. <laughs> it's just not really his thing, I guess. It's just 
my mom's kind of coming to a bit more. She's kind of trying to understand it. My dad has yet to kind of open up to it. Fair enough. Uh, is your mom concerned you're going to get hurt? Uh, a little bit, but she's kind of getting used to it. She's uh, My favorite is when she comes to my shows and I'm playing a heel now. And after my matches, she'll come up running to me, trying to give me a hug in front of everybody. Oh, no, we can't have that. <laughs> I can't. I still go to my mom's so shows like, whatever. <laughs> So who are some of the favorite guys that you've, you've had a chance to work with? I know you did the, uh, the Space Mountain tag team for quite a while. Who are some of the guys you think you've had some really good chemistry and had a lot of fun working with? Um, Reed Matthews was someone who I had really good chemistry with. He's a great guy. Yeah, like I, I had a singles match with him, and it was, went really good. I was like, holy. And then every match after that, I, I don't know. I think I was just thinking the same thing he was. And like early on... Um, what was his wrestling name now? Cody. Uh, what was his wrestling name? Sorokin's kid. Oh, uh, Kenneth Anthony. Kenneth Anthony. Uh, he helped me a lot early on. I kept getting title match after title match for no reason, even though I kept losing. <laughs> and he That's kept good booking, kid. Come on. <laughs> uh, he was actually, he helped me quite a lot early. Um, a little bit here. More often now, there was, I had a good match with Mars more frequently. Uh, I just I like that kid a lot. I just recently actually met him at a, at an RCW show that I went to as a fan just to visit, and then uh, he he did the Saddledome show with us, uh, and then uh, I've I've seen him at the Love Pro Wrestling shows I've been working, and he's I didn't realize that he hasn't been doing it for very long, but uh, he seems be. like a really nice kid, and he's damn good in the ring. He's extremely nice. He's a good person, and like I was shocked when he said he hadn't been doing it for that long, and after my match with him, he's just like, when I first met him, he was still writing everything down. So that's how green he was. And I was mm. just shocked by it. I was like, you're way better than you, your experience shows. I should get him on the podcast. Never mind I'm, you. Nobody cares about you. Let's get him. <laughs> he's, he's <a> champ. <laughs> so what's your favorite um, match that you've, you've had so far in, in your career, if you will? I don't know if I have a favorite at the moment that match with Reed Matthews at, uh, what was it? It was a fourth show. It was one of the four oh, shows okay. in there with Reed Matthews. I had a good fun one. Uh, and I just recently actually had a match, finally a singles match against MRB in Grand Prairie. He sucks. Uh, that was seven years in the making. Sorry for mentioning him. I tried going the whole episode without mentioning that game. We, we can't go a whole show without mentioning MRB. He's, you know, he's overrated anyway. Yeah, he'd be the first to tell you. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about the, the gimmick change from the spaceman to, to your son of Kosovo gimmick, but I want to make sure we get your second song. And just because you're doing something that I'm pretty sure has never been done before on this <laughs> punk and Potter's podcast, you have picked a country music 100%. song and I think you did it on purpose just to be a dick. But that's okay. I still respect you. This is a song called Little Moments by uh, uh, Brad Paisley. And I imagine you have uh, uh, some sort of story behind this song as well. So tell me a bit about why you have soiled my podcast with country music. (laughs) Well, I've listened to your stuff, obviously, and I knew that no one had picked any country or anything. But the main reason this is, is this one's for my wife kind of thing, because she is the rock and the foundation and the reason I'm able to continue wrestling and was able to make the risk of even attempting to train moving here getting injured her still carrying everything and allowing me to travel on the road every day and just i like to take moments i guess the little moments and things and just really pay attention and be thankful for everything she's done for me so far if you get a chance look at a picture 
of the Gorani family because you have an absolutely gorgeous family yourself and and your wife and your beautiful child like just in the pictures it's like the harmony it's like the picture that you get in the frame when you buy it at Walmart you know <laughs> photogenic family <laughs> you guys are, yeah an absolutely beautiful family okay so this is a track on little things this is Brad Paisley on the punk and Potterverse podcast well I'll never forget the first time that I heard that pretty mouth say that dirty word and I can't even remember now what she backed my truck into but she covered her mouth and her face got red and she just looked so darn cute that I couldn't even act like I was mad Yeah, I live for little moments like that. Well, that's like just last year on my birthday. She lost all track of time and burnt the cake. And every smoke detector and the house was going off and she was just about to cry until I took her in my arms and I tried not to let her see me laugh yeah I live for little moments like that perfect but she tries so hard for me and I thank God that she isn't cause how boring would that be it's the little imperfections it's a sudden change in plans when she misreads the directions and we're lost but holding hands yeah I live for little moments like That is little things. That is Brad Paisley. That is country music. 
on the Punk and Powderers podcast. My name is Big Bad Boris with Bayrat Gorani. Uh, when did you decide that you wanted to to uh, kind of go away from the Spaceman character, which got really over, especially with the kids? And I love the kids at the shows because it reminds me of when I started to watch wrestling. You know, back when I lived in Calgary and I watched Maple Leaf wrestling when I was eight, nine, ten years old. I love when the kids get into it. Why did you want to uh, transition from that to the character you're doing now? Um, it's as funny. I was uh, as much fun as I was having doing that. It was never my idea. You so just kind of fell into it, hey? Uh, yeah, and I, I kind of had fun with it. And, and I don't know if you noticed, I was constantly changing and I was dancing. I was being silly, z- spaced out, so to speak. I was trying everything I could with it. Just nothing was clicking to me. And I figured once the pandemic hit, like, no one's going to, if I change now, no one's going to be like, hey, why aren't you the spaceman anymore? There's been a long enough reason, uh, gap. So why not come back as something different? And, and that's, uh, that's really smart thinking to take that. That's a perfect time to kind of rebrand yourself. I think that's really intelligent. Yes, it was. I, I was talking again to MRB and he, was, he said that that was the right time he kind of did do it if I was going to do it. Um, and then, yeah, I just decided, hey, let's change up the everything, get lose my hair in a match, and let's go from there. Oh, I didn't know that. Who did you lose your hair to? Uh, AJ Sanchez. RCW, I assume? Uh, CWE in Grand Prix. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, cool. I wasn't aware of that. Um, when you were the spaceman, you had what did you do for gimmicks to, to sell and to throw around to the crowd? I remember you had something that got over, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, pixie sticks. That's what it was. It was the <laughs> pixie sticks. I remember now. So that's great. You take a bunch of kids that are already freaking out and hyperactive and give them a bunch of sugar. Good idea. I learned to do that little floss dance that was popular online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worked. I tried everything. You know, I had Excellent. fun with it. I can't lie, but it just wasn't quite clicking. So you feel a lot more connected to this character that you're playing now? Uh, at first, I didn't. At first, I, took, I don't know if you noticed, I started off as like an angry uh 1980s heel-esque person foreign gimmick okay <laughs> um and i'm kind of like going away from it as some advice that was given kind of thing just to be more me uh, and now i'm kind of leaning more towards a, a proud albanian okay. i'm just proud of my background and i'm a cocky bastard who hates you and you like to hate me <laughs> a lot of people say that uh, you know a lot of times the best characters in gimmicks is just like an amplified version of yourself you know, I heard that. I heard that like all the time. I want to say I Steve realized, Austin said that, but I might be wrong. I never realized how true that was until like just recently. This little bit of run I've been having, where I've just been feeling way more comfortable in the ring, and it kind of shows, I guess, when I watch video back compared to the way I was even moving, and you could see how just overthinking everything. So how how was the how do you think the fans have kind of reacted to the to the character? Are you getting the heat that you want? Hundred percent right now. They hate me. I can't. At, at first, it was a bit racial, and so I think I've kind of went away from that. Yeah, that's walking uh-huh. a bit of a line there culturally, hey? Yeah, and I expected that. I expected worse, but it, it didn't get quite there, so I was lucky. <laughs> and uh, now that I'm kind of kind of going away from that, it's just been, they just hate me. They call me a rat kid, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just plays off. That's kind of why I use my name, but also, I actually hate in my real name growing up as a kid. Part oh. of, like, being uh bullied and made fun of just mm-hmm. because i had a different name and i just wanted a different name i was like well, i hate this name it's so dumb as soon as someone hears it they laugh and they make fun of me so it kind of just shows who i've become that i'm comfortable to use that name now in front of a public stage so to speak how has your family reacted to this character or have they seen it or do they even care 
they were worried a bit at first, same stuff that I was doing because they didn't want it to, you know, push the race stuff and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, I just said, hey, guys, even if they do, it won't affect me, so to speak. Kind of just let me deal with it. It won't affect you guys. But now they actually all really like it because they hear the Albanian music coming out. And when have you ever heard that yeah. at a wrestling show? <laughs> it's hard to explain heat and then wrestling to people who don't necessarily get it. To, and, and, you know, you want, I want them all to hate me, dad. Trust me. It's okay that they yes. hate me. <laughs> That's what so, I was telling my mom. She's like, now they all boo you. They used to wear your shirts and everything. And I was like, I don't want any shirts. I want them to hate me. It's a good That's thing. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I've noticed a lot of my, my friends, a lot of the wrestlers that I know fall under one of two categories in their spare time. They either watch a shit ton of wrestling or they watch none. Which category do you fall into? I'm going to assume you watch very little wrestling. It's just the vibe I get. Um, I used to watch a lot, but now I watch when I can, I just PVR everything. And if I hear of a good match kind of thing, uh, I'll go back and watch it. But I watch mostly my matches. I watch every match I have back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch friends' matches that are on the cards sometimes. And that's pretty much it. I focus mostly on what I'm doing now. And if I hear of a good match, I'll look at it and try taking something. Is and there... uh, random match here and there on like the treadmill or something like that. Is there anybody that's out there uh, that you're a big fan of and that you enjoy their work? Um. Just like in our scene, kind of speak. No, so no, speak, out, or... out, out in the world. <clears throat> oh, like I, Randy Orton. Every time he wrestles, I'm, I, I pretty much will watch his matches and then skip the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins, I'm a big fan of. Roman Reigns, what he's doing right now, I like the. I'm trying to steal his confidence of his character mm. right now. Okay. Uh, and then here, I was will sneak out into the crowd to watch like MRB, uh, Stephen Crow, Zoe. Um, Mars even now too I like because I kind of want to have another match with him so I like to plan stuff for the future yeah where the fuck did this rhinestone cowboy come from isn't it fantastic it It is just (laughs) it's the best shit ever and and where he's come from I'm going to get him on the podcast as well if he wants to but him him going from just like a kid I met that was MRB's brother to oh I'll referee to what he's doing now it's mind boggling I agree I agree with everything you just said, and you definitely need to get him on here. I think he is. He'll have an interesting story. I think you're right. Um, uh, let us know uh, where we can see you. I'm sure you've got a bunch of upcoming bookings, so give me a rundown of where you're going to be so that people can come check you out. Um, me and Colton Kelly are having our big end of feud match this uh, Saturday, May 14th, for RCW in Edmonton. It's going to be a no-holds-barred no match. Uh-oh. First time I've done something like this. Uh-oh. Um. After that, I have uh, pretty much weekly Saturdays in Edmonton, the occasional Friday in Calgary, um, LPW Love Pro Wrestling on the 27th. That's going to be a good um, show. I'm excited about that show. Yes, I'll see you there. You, <laughs> you will. My Say my name right. <laughs> um, May 28th, I'll be going to Saskatchewan for PPW. Uh, June 10th and 11th, I'll be doing CWE in Medicine Hat and uh, Red Deer. Right so I'm staying busy right now. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a lot of bookings. That's really good. Um, hit us up with your social medias if people want to give you the old follow. Uh, so, sure. Instagram is just Barat Garoni 7 And my Twitter, I think, is just Barat Garoni KS. My Twitter, I think. I love I it. Think, yes, I love that's it. it. Yes. Too much social media. I should just make them all the same. <laughs> 
it sucks because like they they, they all didn't start at the same time so you, know, you have your twitter handle that you have like i've had my twitter for god like over 10 years but then i think when i went to instagram i couldn't get my instagram so i had to put a one at the end of it so it's kind of hard to get them all kind of lined up like that oh well find me still go hunting for me <laughs> that's right it's worth it is there anything else that you want to say to the people to the wrestling fans to the world in general uh, not too much, I guess. Thanks for having me here. And I wish to, I mean, I hope to see everybody at some shows. Come say hi. I may be mean in the ring, but I'm nice out of it. <laughs> I'm going to bring some pixie sticks to that LPW show. I'll have some. I'll <laughs> it. Come on, man. It, it's just candy. <laughs> it's good for you, right? Uh, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to close off uh, the podcast this week with a uh, track from a band that I discovered. It was recommended by a friend. Uh, this band is called No Bro. It is a female punk rock band and just some super, super, super catchy songs. I was going to play Eat Slay Chardonnay just because it's the best song ever, but I'm going to go with the single. This song is called, or this band is called No Bro. The song is called Better Each Day. Check out the video on YouTube too. It's really cool. And this song is super catchy. It's a, like a good summertime jam. So we're going to go out to that. I'm going to do some exploring and see who I can get on the podcast next week. Maybe I'll talk to uh, Mars the Specialist. Maybe I'll talk to Stephen Crow. Maybe I'll get them both on at the same time. What kind of craziness would that be? Get them both on here. This They'll go at each other. <laughs> well, last time I had two guys you on need- the podcast, it ended very badly. No, this time they're not in a little feud. They'll just go at each other for fun. All right. Thank you, Mr. Barat Gorani. Uh, always a pleasure. I think you're a hell of a guy. And uh, enjoy No Bro, and we will talk to y'all so- next week.